Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey folks, welcome to a Lions post-game edition of Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Carlos, what just happened at Lambeau Field? And uh, you, first let me ask you this. When's the when's the last time you have taken two road trips for the Lions back to back, and they've both been to Lambeau Field? How random is that, right? Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about it since we're uh, eight months away, as Dan Campbell uh, brought it brought, mentioned it. Um, so it doesn't feel like back to back, but uh, you know what, Sean? One one writing season doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have a good writing season the next year. So I don't I don't look at it that way. It's a, every game is its own thing. So uh, yeah, but I, I guess I'm a Lambo kind of guy now, right? That's maybe that's it. You take all the you and Jeff take all the fun trips, and I just go to Green Bay or really Appleton, which well, is like Lavonia. I can't believe you're dumping on uh, on Green Bay. I like Green Bay. I like Wisconsin, but more importantly, Lambo is one of the the bucket list stadiums in any sport in this country. So I wouldn't really call that a, uh, you know, a trifling trip. Look, let's, let, let's get this out of the way. The Lions went 34 to 20. Yeah. I don't know if you posted, maybe Dave Burkett posted, but a lot of people posted about how many fans were there, Carl. That's what the heck was going on. It was the same thing at Arrowhead in Kansas city a few weeks ago. Yeah. Just even a little bit of expectation, a little bit of success. And man, the Detroiters, Michiganders, they're taking over the country. <laughs> well, I think specifically with Lambeau, um, there were more, I think there were more people at this game than there were last year at the season finale. And part of it was, you know, I have some friends that I was talking to about this, and I know that a couple of them were coming specifically for this game. And I think it's definitely because the Lions are good, but it's also kind of a FOMO thing of, you know, if you're missing out, because last year everybody talked, the season ended with, on such a high note, even though they didn't make the playoffs, but they send your Rogers out, a loser, Lambo, and people felt like they missed out. Like, dang it, if there was one game. Now that was also, I think it was January. So I don't know if you really want to be in Lambo. It's not the it's not the most hospitable place, but this is the perfect weather, perfect season to come to Lambo. So I think even more people were encouraged and they were uh, rewarded handsomely for coming out. The fans just they had a ball. They just uh, they showed up and they got it. they got exactly what they wanted. Huge win. Let's let's talk about what we saw tonight from the the Lions on both sides of the ball and and what you think this means because uh, from my perspective, you know, look, and I don't want to look. I'm going to sound like you here, maybe a little bit, but <laughs> easy. The the the, the, def- the defense has played well, really well, actually, the last couple of weeks, and they played reasonably well in Kansas City. But here's the thing. Kansas City was missing, you know, their best option uh, for Patrick Mahomes. Atlanta's a bit of a one-dimensional team. I would argue Green Bay is too a little bit. Jordan Love's completion percentage coming into the game was, a, was was one point higher than Zach Wilson of the New York Jets. So we're not talking about a lot of accuracy. We saw the same thing from Atlanta. So so what do you take away? I know the, the pressure has obviously been better up front the last two weeks, last two games rather. 
but but what do you take away from the defense that that's looked at times dominant? Is is it the defense, or is it maybe a combination of the defense and and who they're playing? Well, I, you know what? Um, that's a good question. It's a chicken or the egg, chicken, chicken or the egg thing. And um, I, you know what? Let, let's just be fair. I mean, the the defense is doing what it needs to do, regardless of who they're playing. They're not playing, you know, necessarily Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, but they're making these guys look less less than spectacular. I mean, Jordan Love looked awful. Uh, but part of that was he he didn't have anywhere to go with the ball sometimes. He also made some really terrible throws, but he also had pressure on him from the front, uh, the, the Lions defensive front. So that's part of it. But yes, uh, as they start to play, as they as they find uh, you know different teams on their you know, the Lamar Jacksons and and such, you know they're going to find a little bit uh, tougher schedule coming up. Um, and yeah, that that. That may even things out a little bit, but the defense has been playing well. You know, I think at one point, midway through the second quarter, the Packers had minus one net yards on offense. Um, it was just a, it was a beatdown on the first half, and the Packers came back. They, you know, made some adjustments in the second half and made more of a game of it. But the the Lions were just in control defensively, obviously offensively, running the ball. That was a success for them, but. You got to give the defense credit. You know, we talked about how they'd been undisciplined in their rush um, against Seattle, and they atoned for it. So, two picks by Jerry Jacobs today. So that's uh, it's it's just it's it's looking good. Yes, I don't think the Packers are going to end up being a great team. It's basically Jordan Love's rookie season. So uh, there's something to that, and I think they had something like. Have 16 rookies on their 53 man roster too. This is an, a very young team, if not the youngest team in the NFL. But yes, it's Lambo, and they were coming off a big win. So I, they just don't take it anywhere from the Lions' defense. I mean, they, they're they're doing what they need to do, what they're supposed to do. So that was it, another step, another step, Sean. And as you know, you got to have a good defense if you're going to be a championship team. If you're going to win division titles and make some noise in the playoff, it's got to be complimentary. And that's what Dan Campbell. And the Lions talked about in the locker room today was complimentary football, and it's it's all working really well right now. Yeah, you definitely have to be solid defensively to win in the playoffs. Um, or re- you know, obviously it helps if you're really really good, but if you're at least solid and you're really good offensively, you can win that way too. That's that's generally what we see these days for the teams that uh, to get to the Super Bowl. Last uh, last year's uh, two teams are a good example of that with Kansas City and Philadelphia. But I. You're right. The front the front four has definitely looked better, and they're they're trusting uh, that they do what they're asked to do. That the next guy, the guy next to them, is going to do the same, and then you go from there. And then they're a little bit more synced up with the coverage. It is interesting. Green Bay did start making a little hay in the second half uh, by uh, some of those plays that Lafleur was dialing up in the first half were slow developing. Taking their, you know, they took a while, and it, I, yes. I just didn't think that I, I, I was confused by that strategy a little bit. The second half, they started running quicker stuff, and uh, Jordan Love was getting the ball out a lot, uh, a lot faster, and you know, and they started moving the ball a little bit, as I would imagine most teams would, right? I mean, that's how Seattle did it with a lot of success, and uh, and to Aaron Glenn's credit, he's also a bit a little bit more aggressive in the back end too. He still drops, you know, he plays plenty of zone and mixes it up. But uh, but you're right, the overall discipline. What do you think offensively? I mean, Jared Goff comes out, throws a pick on his what his third pass or or yeah. whatever of of the game, and then comes right back down 
and back-to-back drives and really, really impressive. Obviously, the running game was Dave Montgomery was really good. The, the line looked really good, but but Goff had a couple of throws. One to Laporta, uh, the one where he kind of stiff-armed, you know, uh, I don't know, 35, 40, 40 yard gain, whatever. That ball yeah. was just a, was a seed into a tight window. What'd you think of Goff and and the way the offense responded after that early mistake? Well, let me. I'll just let me backtrack just for a second. I'll get to the offense, but one thing I will say is is we cannot we cannot give Dan Campbell probably enough credit for singling out the undisciplined rush from the Lions defense because let's be honest, Sean, nobody would have probably noticed that. I mean, we don't know enough about a defensive line play, let alone what these guys are being asked to do. We don't know yeah, what the assignments that, are. That, and exactly. So exactly. for him to this is a this is an expert way of using the media, which as you know your boy Jim Leland used to do. Put pressure you have to put public pressure, you have to put it out there because if people start talking about it, you know, it becomes a real thing. It becomes an emphasis. And even though we don't know we're watching necessarily, if the rush isn't getting there the next week, we're going to start asking about it was, is there more problem with discipline? So that is a big part, I think, of helping make these corrections, you know, putting it out there publicly so that these guys have to be accountable. So, but about the offense, yeah, I mean, you know, Goff played okay. He played, he, he, he had a good game, not a, not an amazing game necessarily. Um, he made some nice throws. That Wendell Laporta, uh, Russell Douglas uh, had a couple of bad plays on that series. Um, he fell down when Amon Ross St. Brown caught that touchdown pass. You know, on that I think it was that same series, and and um, but that was a really good throw by Goff. And he's he's uh, at the at the very end. I think it was uh, fourth down. Right, he throws to St. Brown again. Uh, like fourth and three or something, and he threw like it was nothing, just a completion, and that 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 ended the game. Didn't have to kick the field goal and then extend the game or whatever it was. So he's he has played well. He's done what he's needed to do. But today was really the run game. It, it, it was it was David Montgomery's day. You know, 120 some yards rushing, uh, coming off that fibrous where he missed last week's game, and it was also about Taylor Decker too. I mean, he came in and. And uh, he was hurting as well, and and he he was telling us in the locker room, going through four to six hours of therapy every day, plus going home another two to three hours at home doing his own rehab and doing different treatments. And he said he was even like f- falling asleep as his wife was giving him lymphatic massage on his leg or something. I don't even know what that is, or uh, you know, I hope I hope it's uh, it's okay for PG podcast, but. It's, uh, he really was a gamer, you know, and I think he and Montgomery, uh, that line, you know, they were able to, when, when Montgomery came back, it was a different run game. You know, uh, Jameer Gibbs is just not the straight line power runner that Montgomery is, and they don't have that component. Craig Reynolds is okay, but he, he doesn't have that ability. So it was a big, a big deal. And I think that's what they kept, I was kind of surprised they kept beating Montgomery late in the game, but I think it was, Hey man, we're we're letting you win this. I believe, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I believe it might be his first win over the Packers in his career. Uh, he was at the Bears before this, or maybe it was his first, definitely his first win at Lambeau, but maybe in his first game or win over the Packers at all. So you know that was important, and I think it allowed. Go off to do some different things with Laporta, and when you know Josh Reynolds had a nice catch, and he mixed it up a little bit more. I think there were four people who caught passes in the previous game in Atlanta, so 
this is this is who they want to be. They want to run. Every NFL team wants to run the ball. If you can run the ball, it's safer living. You don't have to pass. But Goff did what you need to do when he did, and and uh, yeah, he he looked good doing it. He he did. Yeah, you know, I'm with you. He, he wasn't great, but it was good, and he made he made a few throws when he really needed to make them. And it's funny because you you don't think of him as spectacular, but every now and again he throws a ball that's. Yeah, it, it 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 doesn't maybe whistle through the air like a Mahomes ball or even a Josh Allen ball or or uh, it, it, you know some of the some of the bigger arms in a game. But every now and again he'll make a throw, and when I say every now and again, I mean every game basically, right? He, he makes a he makes a few throws, not just the one that Laporta. The, the, you were talking about the catch by Josh Reynolds. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a fantastic ball because yeah. the defensive back was all over his shoulder, mm-hmm. and and you know there was only one little spot he could get it to. He, he had a, he had a few of them, and those are the throws that uh, that keep the that keep the chains moving. I'm going to be really you know we're, we're four games in now, so we're two games, three games I guess away, two more games for for Jamison Williams to be. On the side, well, not on the sideline, but uh, but suspended. I'm I'm going to be really, really curious what they can do with him because I, I don't know about you, but I, you watch tonight, and it's interesting you mentioned Decker because he looked hobbled to me a little yeah. bit. A lot of times he looked like he was just using one foot for leverage, especially later in the game, as I'm sure it got uh, more and more sore and tender and that sort of thing. But I, I watch these guys, Carlos, offensively, and I think you know they're. they're there are pieces here in parts that, um, especially because, you know, Gibbs is still young and we saw him catch a ball out in the flat and pick up a uh, on a really great route where he came in from the sideline, stuck his foot in the ground and went back out. And I think it was a third down conversion. But you can just see the possibilities. And I think we talked about this recently. And tonight was another example to me. I, you know, they, they, they got some red zone issues. I think they need to clean up a little bit, right? That's that's two weeks in a row. They've struggled down there a few times. I think three times tonight. They were bailed out the last time by that call. But but in any case, if you're if you love this team, that that's going to be promising, right? Or hopeful at least uh, offensively. Absolutely. You know they're they're they've got pieces. They've got talent. Um, the thing with this team that you know, I mean, the offense has had talent before. They have Calvin Johnson and Stafford and Reggie Bush and these people and. You know, the thing with this team, it's holistically, you know, the offense is great. You know, it has a lot of promise. But holistically, you know, they are, uh, they're not afraid of the big moment. You know, I mean, four straight over the Packers, three three straight primetime games that they've looked really good in. You know, they're embracing it. And they're talking about that in the locker room, that this is, you know, Hutchinson said it and Darker said it and, you know, I think even Campbell said it today a little bit that uh, this is kind of their identity is they like these moments. Um, they're not afraid of them and they play well in them. And I, I mean, I don't know how you felt, but in the first half when the Lions were just asserting their will, just dominating them 24 to three or seven, 24 straight points or something like that. It felt like it was like a bizarro world. Like, the Lions had become the Packers and the Packers had become the Lions because this is what we were used to was, you know, big game and the Lions just fall apart, you know, at home or at, certainly at Lambeau all those years not winning in Wisconsin, that huge streak, 20 years, whatever it was. And, and uh, but the Lions were just doing whatever they wanted to on both sides, both sides of the ball. So that's what that to me is what's more encouraging is they are, they are a different team than this franchise has seen before. They're 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 not gonna crumble, you know, on the big stage. Um, so I 
it's weird. To me, it's weird to see this. Um, I haven't really seen it before. They've had ebbs and flows here and there. But it's always been this kind of a letdown, like they should win this game and they don't and whatever. They're winning the games they should win. You know, uh, Seattle is the one that, that, that probably they want back that, you know, they did fall down. You're not going to win every game, obviously. But this is a really good sign. You know, the offense is good. And I think you're right about James Williams, you know, that I don't expect him on his first first game back, you know, whatever, uh, eight catches, 110 yards, you know, three touchdowns. I don't expect that. But it, they'll they'll work him in, you know. It's going to be take a little bit of time probably for him and, and Goff to get on the same page. Um, he's fast, you know, and I think, I think speed – Speed creates problems uh, on the outside for quarterbacks because that timing. I mean, if you remember way back, Stafford and Calvin weren't on the same page on the deep, deep throws down the sideline all the time. It took them a little bit of time. You know, Stafford had a strong arm, but Calvin was fast. And, you know, it was, it takes a little bit, but it's, I'm sure they're going to be happy to have another weapon and more options. So this offense is, you know, seeing what it did today in Lambeau especially with with the Packers defense coming off a big, you know, good game uh, against the Saints. It's going to be interesting. They couldn't, they, they, if they stay healthy, uh, they should be able to go get even better as, uh, and they're going to have what, nine days off or something until the next game. So even more health going to Carolina. I think they're winless right now. So it's, it's looking good for them right now, Sean. It is. That was a, uh, uh, an impressive win. Not that it's a great, great team they beat, but it's a, a solid team they pe- beat in a place that's really difficult to win. I know they've won the last two there now, but still, th- this is this is part of the maturation process. This is mm-hmm. part of learning how to win, right? Or winning yes. these kind of games. And I know that Dan Campbell talked about all that. And, and to me, it sort of crystallized in the second half, early in the fourth quarter. Green Bay scored a couple touchdowns. They got the, the, the mm-hmm. lead to, they were down 10, I want to say, 27-17 if I'm not mistaken, right. and they'd gone three and out, and then I think they picked up a first down on their second series and added a punt on the next, you know, then uh, maybe five plays, six plays, whatever. So they were fairly quick drives, and you could feel the momentum shifting, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they, what did they They get the ball, they march down. It's a combination. It's a lot of running, but uh, Goff made a couple throws on that, on, that, uh, on that drive. That's the kind of drive. Now, look, I know it took just a silly – play by Walker, Green Bay's uh, linebacker, who's really talented, by the way. And it's just, you know, he just had a brain a brain cramp. But <laughs> and 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 obviously that helped. And again, you know, those red zone situations and issues, I would think the Lions are going to get better as the season goes on. But but forget that for a second. That drive, because they were going to get a field goal regardless, right? So that right. that drive settled it. That, that they're like, okay, we we got to do some things, and they did. They went out and did it. And to me, that drive is probably the most impressive part of their night. Is when when it started yeah. going against them, and they're like, okay, we're going to go get some points. And uh, and and to me, that was the difference in the game. And that's the thing with the that's what the Lions used to do. This this is you know SOL classic SOL, but it's uh, you know it's it's. Uh, it's new old, new, new old Packers or whatever, you know, like the, to, to see them do this was weird. And you could see LaFleur talking, you know, talking to Walker, you know, on the sideline after the, you know, like you cost us the game, dude. <laughs> like I'm sure he didn't tell him that, but maybe he wanted to. But yeah, they imploded. And the Lions had their own issues. They had, they had several, you know, penalties in the second half. Yeah. Um, you know, the, some false starts and whatever, but holding calls and things. That's the kind of thing that is the unseen 
part of the game that if you're not going to hurt yourself uh, with mental penalties, with dumb penalties, with whatever, you know, avoidable things, um, that helps you. That's as much a part of winning as, uh, as your beautiful spiral into a tight window, Sean, that you love to write about the beautiful parabolas, you know, it's just the simple things is don't, don't screw things up that you don't have to screw up, you know, be smart. And that, that counts a lot for, for winning games in the NFL. And, you know, they're, uh, as you said, they came back and, you know, the NFL's, I mean, it's, it's other than maybe, you know, the, the, the Miami game, it's the game that's built to kind of be close. So in the second half, the Packers start off with the ball and the Lions are playing, you know, softer zone, probably kind they of daring them to run it, uh, you know, right. Cause you need to, the Packers need to start scoring quickly. So, you know, they get, they get a little closer, but um, they were never really threatening the Lions in this game. So it's just, it's just a, interesting and i think any any lions fan would say if you've been a lions fan for any time at all it's just a unfamiliar experience to see them playing with mental you know control emotional control running the ball making throws when they i mean jared goff i, I just looked up his stat it was 19 of 28 for 210 yards touchdown or interception 35 yards, that was the longest throw, the, the shot to Laporta. Um, longest throw, 86.9 passer rating. Ho-hum day for a quarterback. But winning football, Sean, I mean, that's what you want. You don't you don't need to be the Matthew. That's what bothered me for so many years about Stafford was always just these, these empty stats, these 5,000 yards and these whatever and all these, you know, whatever, you know, touchdowns and yard, mostly yards. And it's like, so what does it mean, you know, if you're not winning? Uh, give me a winning quarterback with more pedestrian numbers any day of the week. And if you can play complimentary football on offense, that's that's what you want and defense. But um yeah, it's uh it's it's really it's really weird to see the other teams shooting themselves in the foot and the lines are the ones who are benefiting for a change. So um yeah, impressive. It is. Well listen, I know you've uh you probably have to write another column, right? And uh, and get some sleep. You got an early flight to get back, and we'll look forward to that. We'll look forward to uh, today Burkett's coverage, to Jeff Seidel's coverage. I hope you uh, had a good press box meal out there in uh, at Lambeau Field and ate something more than just hot dogs. Not that there's anything wrong with hot dogs, but um, <laughs> yeah. by the way, what what what's, what was going on with the clock? They threw the play at the end of the third quarter. The the, the long completion of Jaden Reed. <laughs> that it was clear, the ball was clearly snapped, and it's funny you're talking about the same old lines. In the household I was in watching it, there were some people in this house that oh. were that were not happy with that missed uh, with that are, missed call. There, are, you are your kids okay? Are they? Are, yeah. uh, no, are they no, no. They, they anti depression medication now. No, or, they're they doing okay? all right. They they got a little nervous, <laughs> like a lot of Lions fans did when it was cut to ten. And again, that that fourth quarter drive was the key. They didn't do that, and Green Bay scores again, and who knows what happens. We, but we uh, saw that. We saw that. I was sitting next to Dave Burkett, and he was like, "Did they get that off? I don't think they got that off." And and we're looking at it, and then we watched the the replay, and they did not get it off. Um, and I think there's, I don't know how the NFL looks at it, and 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 I don't know. Um, I don't think the pool reporter. They didn't announce a poll reporter. There should, there's supposed to be a poll reporter every game provided by the home media. And uh, that would have been a good question. But it, so the, the, 
what they do with the with the play clock is what they they look at the play clock and when the clock says zero and then they look down and I don't know which judge it is who look who who checks it and then the ball if the ball is snapped then it's okay so you basically get almost a full free second from the time that the you know the 95 year old uh, side judge or whatever looks down at the ball and sees it getting snapped so they kind of get away with it sometimes I don't know if that the game clock should certainly maybe count for more um but they did not get it off uh, for sure by almost a full i would say half a second maybe um D- dave asked dan campbell that like did you get an explanation did you uh, whatever and campbell was kind of like yeah what do you want me to say you know like that they got it they that's what they called and then they, they got the playoff and you know yeah sure you know i think they got the play who knows you know so i think in situations like this them first aligns one so really who cares at the end of the day but they you know the referees go through a rigorous review every week so i don't know how much that'll be part of it or a point of emphasis of maybe you know when the when the game clock is ending that's a little bit different than the play clock i don't know if they have to be more stringent i don't think there's a review process for that or you can't challenge it so a weird situation but um eventually you know essentially an innocuous one but if the lions had lost by a little bit you know because of that that play i mean that's that was something that was uh uh weird we were thinking about that like oh man is this what it's going to come down to but um yeah it was campbell really had no explanation for it and just, hey they, they just ruled it they got it off what are you going to do well thankfully it didn't uh, it didn't affect the game all right Get back to writing. We got to get uh, our producer to to editing. It's uh, it's late, especially in here in the Eastern Time Zone. And I want you to uh, get some sleep before you catch a plane. It's uh, good catching up. They're three and one. I know it's not technically the quarter. It's funny Dan Campbell joked about that after the game, saying, "Well, I used to break it down into quarters. Yeah, maybe it's a it's a quarter and a quarter. Close enough. How about this? It's a <laughs> it's a quarter and a quarter, or, or not quite a quarter and a quarter, but yeah. <laughs> however you got to do it. So, all right, listen. Uh, that's it from uh, from Lambo from my house back in the De- in the Detroit area. Safe travels back, my man, and uh, we will talk again next week for more with more free press sports with Carlson Sean. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.